Thanks for joining us this week, and welcome to Mutuality Matters, a weekly podcast hosted by CBE International, where our mission is to promote the biblical message that God calls women and men of all cultures, races, and classes to share authority equally in service and leadership in the home, church, and work. Let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to this week's episode of Intersectionality. I am your host, Reverend Dr. Angela Raven Anderson. In this segment, we explore how our understanding of God and who God is calling us to be is informed at the intersection of race, gender, and religion. We examine how the combination of liberation, womanist, and egalitarian theologies presents an understanding of God's kingdom that embraces, restores, uplifts, and transforms all who would enter therein. When we consider and learn from the wisdom gained in the lived experiences of women of color, our view of God's kingdom is stretched, contextualized, enriched, and expanded. Let's listen to their voices as they move us beyond the stained glass ceiling. In our uh, episode today, I am so delighted to welcome Reverend Michelle Williams. Reverend Williams is the former Dean of Students at Gordon Conwell Theological Seminary. She She was ordained at the early age of 23 and served as a youth pastor and an associate pastor at that same church. She has served on uh, multiple church staffs in a pastoral leadership capacity. And Michelle is a prolific communicator, and, and she speaks at conferences, retreats, meetings, workshops on multiple topics, including diversity, leadership, soul care, women's empowerment, and spiritual well-being. Along with being a, an oral communicator, uh, Michelle is a prolific writer as well. She has a passion for writing and has published several articles, including two fiction novels, and has co-authored a book entitled The Diversity Playbook, Recommendations and Guidelines for Christian Organizations, which is available now. Uh, her ministry passions include teaching and empowering believers to passionately pursue God's purpose for their life, leading training and development, and encouraging people to develop an authentic love for God and their neighbor. I am so delighted to welcome to our broadcast today, Reverend Michelle Williams. Michelle, welcome. Thank you so much, Angela. I appreciate um, you know, every time I hear that bio, I am humbled <laughs> yes. by the grace of God. And it's like, okay, um, you know, I just said yes. And and from there, you know, continuing to say yes every day is how I, I how I ended up sitting here talking to you today. There are a couple of things I, I wanted to get in, but I it's interesting that you were talking about the number of people doing this work and um but it can be for the professional. It can be very internally um, mm-hmm. stressful mm-hmm. as you're dealing, you know, talking about anxiety, you're dealing with every, these kind of anxious 
moments in society, anxious people working through those moments, how they deal with that. And so oftentimes as professionals, diversity professionals, uh, we will take that within ourselves, right? And mm-hmm. be- Absolutely. I-, I feel that we literally carry it in our bodies sometimes, I agree. right? I agree. So let me ask you this because I'm, I... You know, at first I was like, well, working with Christian organizations, you would think, particularly with it grounded in this theological understanding of, uh, you know, that we are the image of a diverse God, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, tell me, how does this work play out in those settings? Is it challenging? Is it, is it, does it make it easier because you share this kind of common understanding of God? How, how does it, how, how does it play out in, yeah, you would think in these it spaces. Would make it easier, right? <laughs> you, you would think. think it would make it easier, but honestly, my colleagues in secular settings, um, be that corporate, nonprofit or higher ed, they have it easier right now. Mm. Um, right now, um, the, the rise of Christian nationalism and the conflation of faith and politics make it a really tough time to be a diversity professional within Christian organizations. Mm. Um, the 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 mm. anti the critical race theory rhetoric, yeah. the book banning, all of that has direct ties to Christian nationalism and conservative religious views, uh, which in and of the, you know, conservative religious views in and of themselves are not bad, right? There's lots of us who would say that we are, we have conservative religious views. Um, It is at this particular time where it's conflated with a particular, you know, political party and everybody's saying this is bad. You can't be woke, which is, you know, it's one of those terms that it's like, with that that term and critical race theory, I just want to just can we erase those terms because really they're just buzzwords to get people um, hyped up and to get to get people upset about something that I don't I, I think is made up. It's like the boogeyman, right? Mm-hmm. They become <laughs> well. It's their lightning rods because of what they symbolize. So. Yes. I, and one example, I know this this past summer here in Texas, there was a lot of going on, and we were doing a lot going to the Capitol, uh, offering testimony against mm-hmm. some of the legislation that was being put forth. And I remember at the end of the summer, when it was all over, I was wiped out. Absolutely. In a way that I did not anticipate. I just, Mm -hmm. but I was just like, so uh, emotionally and physically drained. Mm -hmm. In your book, you talk about uh, the importance of self-care. Yes. So let's, let's kind of talk about that for the, for professionals or when you're involved in this kind of work, why is that so key? Because we all heard the adage, you can't pour from from an empty cup, right? Mm, Um, And when I talked about earlier, folks walking away, folks feeling burnt out and actually literally dying because... I absolutely agree with you. You carry that within your body. Um, I think, you know, I had an issue with fibroids and I thought, what in the world is this? And it and it felt like, you know, just all of this compounded stress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, 
What I say to diversity professionals or people who are on the front line of this work is know and honor your boundaries. Mm. Um, So know Mm. yourself, like know when those times that you are, that you have to walk away. I literally took a one year sabbatical because I was so burnt out and I felt like, okay, God, if I don't leave, I cannot continue this work. And so I absolutely stepped away and traveled and, you know, wrote. And that's, you know, kind of how this book um, was birthed during that time. But I had to step away. I had to honor my boundary. Um, I had to know that enough was enough. Um, and, um, and that no, is not a bad word, mm-hmm. right? right? We always, particularly people who are called to this work, mm-hmm. um, you, you want people to get it right. But you can't <laughs> want people to get it more than they want to get it. Right. True. So very true. So very true. So very true. And so knowing and honoring your boundaries, I think, is is one of the things that I try to encourage people to do. Um, And then knowing that you're not alone, right? That if you're called to this work and we're all called to the Ministry of Reconciliation, right? The one who called you is faithful. So if God's called you, God will sustain you in the work. Um, And so if I can remember to daily surrender this um, my work, my life back to God because it belongs to God. That oh. helps me to put things into perspective. I love um, it. And for me, when I think about self-care, um, these are the tenets I live by. Alignment, play, and solitude. So uh, alignment, I've got to prioritize my time with God, myself, and the important people in my life. Like literally, it's on my schedule. (laughs) It's on my calendar. I block it off. Because I know that busyness is the enemy of strategic. Yes. I know that I can uh, I can let my schedule drown out God's voice. Um I do I've done it before and so making sure to guard against that um and prioritize that time is so so important. Um and, and I said it again, honoring my boundaries. So alignment, alignment, alignment. Um, and then play. Like laughter is it was good like medicine. So I'm like <laughs> scheduling fun into my weekly agenda. Yeah. Like I'm going to go out with for a coffee date. I'm going to color. I'm going to, you know, go to funny yeah. movies. Whatever it is um, that allows me to um, tap into that creative, funny, um, uh, um, playful side of myself. Um, I want to do that because I feel like it really helps alleviate some stress. Um, um, and, and for me, solitude is, is huge too. So, um, I need to be alone so that I can think, so that I can create, so that I can hear, so that I can recharge. Um, and and part of my style, I like to, to um, get on a treadmill and put a Head, head headphones on so solitude and exercise go together for me because um, <laughs> it's That's kind good. of yeah yeah right because another self-care right. Um, <laughs> importance right take care yeah. of your temple yeah. Um, and for me, that's part of alignment, though. Like okay. that is part of alignment, um, making sure I prioritize time for myself um, and which is taking care of myself as well, um, because you have to in this work, we have to steward um, our mind, our time, our bodies, um, our money, um, 
well, because I think that's part of stewarding our calling. In this work, I feel like that it, for every believer, stewarding our calling well includes those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, this is um, this is the kind of work that I call, you know, this is not the sprint. This is the marathon kind it's of work. It's a marathon for sure. Yeah. And so uh, for those who are entering in this and, and are, are engaged in it in any level, uh, whether you're uh, officially uh, a diversity professional or it's just part of how you are approaching your organization and the work that you're doing and it. And it's just undergirding how you, you know, you want to interact within um, those spaces. Um, how, how have you dealt with times of discouragement? Like you just said, like mm-hmm. right now it feels like we've regressed. And so um, in, in, in what is the encourage, what is, what do you use to encourage yourself to continue? Yeah, such a great question, Angela. Um, I have a great circle of friends. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a great support circle. Um, And so making sure that I am honest with them, first of all, when Mm -hmm. we check in, Mm-hmm. Number one, check in, right? Check in with your support <laughs> system <laughs> because the trick of the enemy is to isolate us and to have us hide behind fear and shame and all those things. That, so you don't want to talk about what's going on with you, but there's no way you're going to get help and support if you don't. Right. So right. <laughs> making sure that I have regular check-ins with my support um, circle um, and um, having them, you know, pray with me, talk and talk through things. Mm. I have friends who we don't talk about diversity or work at all, like at all. Mm-hmm. Like those, <laughs> this is like, I can just call and say, I need you to pray right now. And they're just, they're praying for me. Yeah, um, and so making sure you have that circle of support, I think is huge. Um, the other thing um, I said it a little earlier, um, but I want to reiterate is know yourself. Like know mm-hmm. your triggers, know your story. What are the things that um, are lightning rods for you? Mm-hmm. Um, and and put up some boundaries, you know, so that when you get in situations, you know, I've had a um, a training that um, someone stood up um, and said, um, "I'm done listening to this. You shouldn't even be." Um, preaching anyway. And it was actually, it was a, it was a workshop that I was facilitating. It wasn't even on diversity, right? It was on, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, it, but it was, you know, and someone, and like lightning rod for me, it's like, wait right. a minute, <laughs> don't tell right. me I'm not called. Right. But I, I took a deep breath because I'd done the work of, mm-hmm. okay, you know, you're going to be challenged. I took a deep breath and I said, you're entitled to your opinion. Um, if you would like to stay, please feel free to stay. Um, but we can't have any outbursts like that. And then I moved on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so yeah. knowing your triggers, doing the work of knowing yourself is huge in this work. Know your triggers. Um, know the areas um, that that um, that you excel in, right? So this is what I tap into when I am faced with situations um, that that call me out of my comfort zone. I go back to the, to that, my scriptural foundation, mm-hmm. but you know, we're, we're all called to, to love the Lord, our God with all our heart, soul, and mm-hmm. mind and love our neighbor as ourselves. So that, that becomes your default, right? When you're right. in a situation where you're stressful, 
right, um, or you're right, stressed right. out or that is like, go back to your defaults, go back to your defaults. Yeah. Um, so knowing yourself, having that su- uh, circle of support. Um, and then um, being intentional about your own professional development. Hmm. Um, it's so interesting in, in, um, in Christian higher ed, I can speak to that the most. Um, I, I accepted a role um, that I had no experience. And so I was at on the campus of the institution that I was going to seminary at, and I was walking across the valley and someone stopped me and said, hey, are you Michelle? Like I'd never met this person, um, but they'd heard good things about me. And I ended up in the role of a director of multicultural student services. And Angela, my background was in ministry and in social work not in cultural, cross-cultural communications, not in any anything that's diversity oriented. Um, but what I needed in that role was that ministry and that social work background. And it was like, okay, Lord, you know what you're doing. Right. Um, and so. <laughs> I love it. He uses it all. He, nothing's wasted in the kingdom. <laughs> Nothing is wasted. Nothing is wasted. And so I stepped in into the role and they, and I was the, the problem solver and the crisis intervener. Um, and thank God I had social work background, right? Cause I know how to deal with a crisis, <laughs> but, um, you want me to teach a workshop? Look, I just got this job. I don't know anything about this stuff. <laughs> I love it. So, I love it. so I went into my boss's office and you're going to have to like pay for some professional development because mm-hmm. yeah, there's no way that I can do this job. Uh, without um, being equipped. And so um, being intentional about your own professional development is huge because they're looking to you for the answers. And if you don't have them, that impacts your credibility. Yeah, Um, that's great. That's great. So those are the three things that I would say um, off the bat. Intentional about your professional development, make sure you have a, a circle of support and then know and honor your boundaries. Know yourself. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, when you, um, are, do, you, do you and your um, partner, you guys work um, together when you're going out with clients or how do you kind of? Uh... So she and I both had um, consulting businesses okay. um, before we started writing the book. Um, okay. So um, my co-author, Michelle Lloyd-Page, she works at Calvin University. Um, She is their chief diversity officer. She's been there for years. Um, And um, I live in Ohio. She lives in Michigan. And so Mm -hmm. we we have this great relationship, though. I was in Boston and she was in Michigan. Um, And so Zoom relationship, uh, Zoom meetings. And Mm -hmm. uh, we wrote the book by meeting in Fort Wayne halfway. Wow, that <laughs> is amazing. Four that day is really amazing. Writing retreats and like it was great because we're you know both eating differently. Um, so we're scoping out the vegan restaurants and <laughs> I mean it was just we have a wonderful relationship and writing with her uh, was so life giving because we would just bounce things off of each other. And, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. That's great. Well, and the what I what I was trying to get at is. Um, I I recently read D'Angelo's book, uh, White Fragility, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, in that she was sharing some different, um, 
you know, studies or, or um, interactions and engagements. And I remember in one of the conversations she was talking about that when they went into the client, it was her, it was her and uh, another individual that she was working with, a coworker. She was white and her coworker was black. And um, them coming into, you know, those conversations together. And so I was wondering, um, uh, in 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 these conversations, uh, when you're when you're working with organizations, um, do you find that some things are so? If you're talking to um, African American people, is it easier for them to hear it from you because you're African American? And then on the flip side, how is that? If you're a black woman talking uh-huh. to a white audience, how mm-hmm. is it received? Or do you also bring in someone who else who's white so that yes. that message is can be received easier? That's what. That's yeah. What yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I love it. I've done it. I've done both of those things that you're saying. Um, having consulting with clients with a diverse team of professionals and doing mm-hmm. it myself, mm-hmm. I think it takes both. And okay, um, I say that because. When you're doing diversity training, you have to model diversity. Mm -hmm. Um, And so um, it's great when I walk into an all white boardroom, I'm the only female black female present and I'm the one who's speaking. Mm -hmm. Like people need to see that. It, Mm -hmm. It needs to happen because. Um, it breaks down some of that learning and conditioning, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. oh, a black woman in charge. Okay, okay, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that needs to happen. But and once you get to the place where people start feeling uncomfortable, that psychology of sameness comes in, right? And they're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so that's the ideal time to tag in my partner, who is a white male, and say, hey, you, you deal with it, this subject. So being strategic okay. um, is huge. But honestly, Angela, you know, that's you're talking about one consultant, you're talking about two consultants. I mean, it's people don't do it often because it's pricey, right? I mean, so there is, it's cost prohibitive. Um, But um, ideally you have a diverse team of professionals coming up and not, but not all the time, because I really do feel like there's value in hearing from somebody who doesn't look like you. Mm. Um, And that that it behooves the professional then to figure out how to get people um, past their stuck points. That's what we call when we're doing, you know, workshops. Okay. Well, oh, our time is going by so quickly. I, um, you know, I, I, on here, uh, again, we talk about this idea that our life experiences really help us envision God differently, um, and I loved when you offered your explanation of uh, how you ground your work in this idea that um, we serve a very diverse God, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so, um, but I, I'm kind of curious, what other things would you say that you can take away from some of your experiences about as you're looking into the world and, and um, as we come to the table as all of these very um, creatures with all these different life experiences. And what, how, mm-hmm. how is that helping us understand God and, and, and yeah. who God's calling us to be in the world? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I love this question because for me, I I perceive God as this master storyteller, right? He, he's actively telling the greatest love story that has ever been told. And you and I are main characters in this story, right? In mm. fact, all of us are main characters. Yeah. There are no understudies. There are no secondary characters, right? All of us have an important role to play in the story of helping this long lost creation be reconciled with God and with each other. Um, So because we've all been given this ministry of reconciliation, we get to live out this story of learning to love the Lord, our God with all our hearts, minds, souls, and strength and learning how to love our neighbors as ourselves. I love it. Oh, that's great. That's great. (laughs) Well, Michelle, thank you so much for being with us. If uh, someone wanted to reach out to you, how might they be able to find you and connect with you? Sure. They can go to my, uh, uh, the book website, um, which is www.diversity-playbook.com. Dot com mm-hmm. is probably the easiest. Um, I also have a blog that I do, which is in pursuit of shalom.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so either one I of those. I love that. Ways, in pursuit of shalom. I yeah, love that. Yeah. Yeah. It has some travel. It kind of follows my, my journey on, on my year sabbatical. So. I oh, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to check that out. That sounds you great. Should, you should check it out. Okay. Terrific. Well, again, thank you so very much for being with us today. And we are looking forward absolutely to seeing you at the conference. Yes. Uh, the CV I conference. many of you there. Yes, yes, yes. So, and to all of our listeners, I want to say thank you to you as well for joining us. And, to, and <clears throat> excuse me, please stay tuned for all of the brand new episodes coming to uh, you weekly from all of our incredible team of co-hosts here at Mutuality Matters. In the meantime, go to the show notes and learn how you can follow and support our podcast team. And to be sh- and be sure to follow CBE International on Facebook and Twitter. And you can also go to our website at www.cbeinternational.org for even more content there. Subscribe to the blog, check out the magazine and academic journals that we have, watch videos, and listen to audio of past conferences and events. You can go visit uh, our bookstore and find a ton of talented authors and subjects, including um, Reverend Michelle's book here, The Diversity Playbook, gets there as well. And uh, lots of other subjects that will uh, enrich your faith and equip you to use your God-given talents in leadership and service to the gospel for all, regardless of gender, ethnicity, or class. Well, I am Reverend Dr. Angela Raven Anderson, And I uh, want to give out a shout out as usual to Landon. Thank you, Landon, uh, for making us sound great. And the entire CBE international team that makes this podcast possible. We are Mutuality Matters. Thank you for listening. About CBE and our mission for biblical equality then please visit cbeinternational.org for more information. And please be sure to tune in each week for new episodes here or wherever else you listen to podcasts.